that's what I end up doing a lot of the time when I'm collaborating or making art or anything sort of creative. I'm always helping people. And I think that, again, I'm a technician. That is my job <laughs> to help, you know, the, the performers. Um, and that's why I don't mind being a technician at a place like Wilson's because I feel like I'm helping people and I'm helping sort of, you know, helping people do what they want to do in this space, helping people see uh, what they, their visions and stuff like that. Um. Hello, my name is Eline Perez and you're listening to Are You an Artist? Today's artist is Shane Stewart. He speaks about music, Indonesian shadow puppets, but also helping people. And indeed, Shane helped me creating this podcast by explaining to me how to plug microphones, for example. So thank you again, Shane, for your kindness, generosity and patience. And to the listeners, enjoy Shane's beautiful voice and stories. Ready to go? Yeah, sure, <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to start by reading out uh, a letter I've written to you, actually. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like a, a love letter declaration that I do to all my guests. Okay. <laughs> Fun. So, dear Shane, <laughs> as many of my guests, I met you working at Wilton's, but you are very special as I probably would not be recording this if you didn't take the time to explain to me all the technical <laughs> stuff with a lot of patience and generosity. So a big thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm so happy to do an episode with you. First of all, because you have such a beautiful voice and I'm really going to enjoy listening to this again, but also because I believe that you are very creative and have a lot to share. So this is going to be interesting. When I see you working behind the scenes at the theater, I'm wondering, when will I finally see Shane on stage? <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> oh, but, that's so sweet. Oh, well... I'm always happy to help out, <laughs> of course. But now I just have to ask you the very first question of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Are you an artist? A lot of people would say I am. But I feel like it's a very common experience for a lot of artists to not feel like they are. So sometimes I don't, most of the time I don't feel like I am. But other people would tell me that, no, you're an artist. And then I'll be like, okay, maybe I am an artist. And then I go through moments where I don't feel like that. <laughs> and it's like a cycle over and over and over again. And why did you start working at Wilton's? Um, I started working at Wilton's because I was offered this job through one of my classmates that I met during my master's at Queen Mary in London. Um, we were in class once. We were in a performance class, actually. And... He was just sort of like, does anybody want a job? And so me and another girl, um, we were like, yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll work with you. And then, yeah, now we, now we both work at Wilton's. <laughs> wow. And like, what's your, if you go back to the beginning of your childhood, mm -hmm. what's your very first creative memory? The first thing you created and you're like, oh. Uh... uh <laughs> I, so growing up, I was very much raised a girl. So I did uh, beauty pageants. Ooh. So there are pictures and videos of me sort of doing like beauty pageants. There's specifically um, 
one that they were holding at my school, a Catholic school in the Philippines. Um, and it's uh, it's one that they do every year around Valentine's Day. And it's called the King and Queen of Hearts, where they nominate like a boy and a girl student to pair up and then prepare some sort of like performance, a dance. They do like they interview you. It's really, really weird. We oh, were wow. like How five, old are you? Like five or six, <laughs> like very, very like young But that's the culture over there in the Philippines. They have very much performative, like, kids. Like, every Filipino I know can either sing, dance, or act. Like, they are all just very creative people. And so they foster that kind of environment from a young age. And so because I was in a, I was in a Filipino school, I was paired up with one of my best friends at the time. He was a boy named Joseph. And we were a pair. Um, but you don't win as a pair. You... You can win as a pair, but they choose you individually when you win. So I won that year with another boy from a different, like, pair. <laughs> yeah. We live by an airport, so you might hear the, the planes, planes coming and going, which is nice sometimes. Yeah. It has not made any noise all day today. And now as soon as we start recording, <laughs> you can hear the planes. Do you know why they really put forward this creative side there like it's very cultural i think because it's oh a lot of people like to pass their time by doing karaoke or singing and oh, that yeah. sort of thing and just bringing a lot of joy into their lives and i think that's the thing about i think asian cultures really accept the arts and entertainment as being useful in their lives Which is interesting as well when you have Asian parents who don't necessarily like their children going to into the arts, but they still accept the arts as something that, you know, It's more something on the side or... Yeah, like... more on the side, but still very... More on the side to do, but very important for your life. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that's why I was doing beauty pageants. I did a fashion show. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. And I think... It looks like it was... Yeah connected to a bit of competition as well wasn't it yeah so I was always put in competitions and stuff like that so young yeah wow that's why I'm very like competitive by nature as well because I was always told to be competing against other people oh, I didn't know that yeah <laughs> I hate it I don't like it you don't like it no not really It's fun sometimes, but sometimes it's just annoying because it's like, I don't want to keep competing with other people. That's true, yeah. It's very tiring. Yeah. <laughs> very tiring. <laughs> And do you feel like your family, like, helped you to explore your own creativity or...? Yeah, I was very lucky that... I mean, my mom, and my mom is a beauty person she does makeup hair she owns a salon she loves fashion so her thing is very much doing those things for artists so like when I was doing my fashion shows or my beauty pageants and stuff like that my mom would do my makeup mm. and like put me in the dresses and stuff I've always had very long hair when I was a kid um when did you cut them my hair yeah the first time I cut it was, it was so my hair was down past my butt and the first time I cut it was about to my chest That was a big one. That was when I was 13. And then when I was 14, I then cut it short. Mm. I was finally allowed to. I wasn't allowed to for a lot of years. But other than that, my parents, yeah, I've been very, very lucky. Because um, my mom also is a singer and had a band growing up. So sometimes she would meet up with her old bandmates and they would like sing in the house. And my dad really loves music. So it's always been like 
because I loved mu doing music growing up and doing performances and stuff like that, they were just like, yeah, that's normal for you to do. Oh, wow. So I was never, I was very lucky. I was never like pressured into not doing it. And do you remember what you wanted to do when you were a child as a job later or as a career? Yeah, I was in very two minds about this because I'm trans. So I had part of me that was like, oh, when I grow up, I want to do a man job. Like I want to do something like men would do, you know, <laughs> so it's stupid. But like, Did you have time, examples? yeah, so I at the same Catholic school in the Philippines, they made us go up on stage and say to the whole school, when you grow up, what do you want to be? And I said, I wanted to be a computer engineer. Oh, Yeah, don't know where that came from. Don't know where that came from. But I wanted to be a computer engineer because some men working on computers like, oh, I like that. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> but then on the other side of me also always wanted to be a performer. Uh, I wanted to be in acting for a while. But when I grew up, I sort of then realized not so much acting, but more so music performance, that kind of thing. But what did you study? I can't remember... When? What did you, which course did you do? Well, at uni? Yeah. Or, so for my undergrad, I did um, theater production. Okay. So that was all like tech technical stuff. So that's where I trained to be a, a theater technician. And I specialized in sound and video. All right. But yeah. then you did a... Master's a master. in creative arts and mental health. So going back to the psychology uh -huh. and creative arts thing, because I've always had an interest in psychology or at least... I focused more on that in high school. And what interests you in psychology? I really, really like the intersectionality between creative arts and mental health and like how art can be used to help people's mental health, but also how people have used art to explore or show what their mental health is and how mental health, yeah, that relationship between those two things has always interested me because I realized I liked performing on stage because it meant that I wasn't really performing as myself. I was someone else and I could be someone else on stage. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And I think again, growing up, I then realized, Oh, that's more so because I'm very anxious. And then I realized, you know, like, Oh, I actually have anxiety. I have depression. That's the reason I was masking. I liked being in front of people but it gave me too much stress so if I did it as someone else that would be more acceptable wow like you're always sense. escaping your own anxiety yeah because exactly of someone else, so okay yeah but it still meant that I could be out there with people even though it just wasn't as me mm. and I think that as well reflects on the fact that I'm trans and in my family growing up I could never really show that I was trans because it's not really a thing where I'm from like female to male not really heard of we have a lot of trans women so men who become women yeah or men who then transition into women um loads of those we had one live in my house um, my mom took her in because she got kicked out from her home oh and so like that's absolutely fine for my like family everyone's okay with that but me going the other way not so much they just think i'm a lesbian um which again <laughs> is a whole other like <laughs> whole other thing but um Eileen from the montage, there was another plane that you cannot hear hopefully thanks to a tool called voice isolation, but that's why we are a little bit distracted here. Um, 
what was I talking about? Yeah, being trans and masking. I think because I... <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't be myself um, fully, so it was just easier for me to be other people. Mm. And you create songs, right? Um... <laughs> I and he's looking away. <laughs> I think it's hard for me to feel like I write songs, but I do have like little music projects that I work on um mainly because again, I've never had the chance really to explore music much here when I've moved to the UK. Everywhere else I've lived, I've been in a band. Do you know um, why you, it's not been the case here? I went to drama school. So the people that I ended up hanging out with at drama school, none of them were really musicians. They were all more so theater kids. Some of them could play instruments and, you know, but they wouldn't identify as musicians, um, except for, you know, the actor musicians at uni, but I wasn't really close to any of them. Mm. Um, my university was not really good at getting people, like the performance students to be friends that well with the technician students. That is really interesting because also where I trained, we had like a dance department and music department and yeah. they were really not good as well at mixing us. Yeah. Like you, I understand they're sort of like, you do it, mingle, but like most of the time I found when I was working at, G, um, at my university at GSA, it was that a lot of the performance students didn't really want to talk to us technician students and kind of just, you know, treated us just as if we were nothing. Um, That is horrible. But then I became friends with one of the acting students and then now she's like my best friend and, and that's how I became close with the rest of the acting students. But, so yeah, I've never had the opportunity really to explore that except for the video that you saw on my Instagram. There was an open mic night and mm -hmm. then I performed there just to be like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to do it. Oh, wow. Um, and then a lot, that was in my second year. And then a lot of people came up to me and was like, oh, are you new here? And I was like, no, I've been here for a year. Like, yes, it's, you know what I mean? But I feel like it's funny the way we also, we look at technicians because they are behind the scenes, they are hidden and yes, it's, they're not valued as much as the performers who, and it's a bit of a shame because honestly, nothing could happen if people were not <laughs> like I don't think people understand the amount of like power that we have like, yeah. we could just turn off the lights and then no one would see you <laughs> like you know treat us with, with respect which is why like as soon as any cast members that come into Wilton's are very very nice to the people who work on the bar or the mm. ushers or even like us technicians it makes us feel so much more comfortable working with them um Yeah, and makes me want to come into work and want to like interact with these people. The other day, I got a shout out on stage from the girl who does um the lady who does Lucky Dog, mm -hmm. and she was like, "Oh yeah," and the technician up there, Shane, and I was like, "See, that, that that that's really nice." She didn't have to say my name, you know, like, but just having the acknowledgement that we like exist and the yes. shows couldn't be done without us. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's important also. For sure, working at Wilson's is definitely increased my love or I guess my passion for wanting to stay working in the theater because COVID happened during my second year and during that I lost my motivation I was like oh, I don't really want to be a technician anymore and also the environment that I was in I was just like 
not really fostered well. I was not given as many opportunities as, as everybody else was. I was marked down a lot because of a race issue. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I... In London? Uh, this was in Guildford. Oh, okay. At, um, on my, uh, my undergrad. Um, a lot of the teachers didn't really like me, didn't really want to give me opportunities as they did for everybody else. So I didn't really feel confident in my abilities to be a technician, you know. That's why when I'm working at Wilton, so slowly building my way up there, I was like, oh, you know, I am actually like... Yeah. good at my job <laughs> yes i think you are <laughs> so and like people here acknowledge that i work hard whereas at university they really didn't so i yeah fell out of love for it and i didn't really want to continue doing it because doing tech was an accident it wasn't really what i wanted to do oh in ever <laughs> what? when i was applying for university i did i applied for um double degrees in acting and psychology okay and then i then added just theater production as just a last a last minute thing and then psychology at st andrews that was the one i was going to go to but as an international student it was so expensive so my dad was like you know like i love you you can still go but it will just be quite difficult so i was like okay maybe i'll try this theater production thing instead ah and then Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I just figured because it would be useful to know, because I know what it's like to be on stage. Now I wanted to know what it was like to be backstage. So yes. then I could, you know, have a full understanding of what it's like to run a production and sort of do my own thing later on in life. I don't know when that will be, but like mm. maybe one day. Mm. Yeah. And so when you create something, what's the feeling driving it? Um, I like the feeling of completing something, which is ironic because I never do. Um, <laughs> so I'm still chasing that. I think that's what's driving me, really. It's like, oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to feel that moment of completion, but I still haven't gotten there yet. I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. But I do like the moments and where sometimes I'm like, playing my guitar or making something and then I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this and I'm not thinking about how much I suck at it right now. Okay, that's, that's nice. fun. That's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Um, and how do ideas come to you? I There's just so many ideas in my head constantly all the time, but they're all so jumbled up that... It's hard for me to extract and I feel like that's also part of why I find it very, very difficult to finish things because it's like I have an idea for something and then I'm like, oh, wait, I have an idea for something else. And then I go back and forth. But where the ideas come from a lot of the time. Personal experiences, ex yeah, personal experiences or like. Dreams that I wish I have or just sort of like, I don't know, I like storytelling, but. I like sharing stuff that not a lot of people have heard before. And I feel like as an Indonesian person, well, half Indonesian person, that's something I can bring. Because it's like not a lot of people know about Indonesia. Um, not a lot of people know about Indonesian music, Indonesian art, Indonesian culture. Um, and I find that in a lot of my work, I do incorporate it. So that's fun. 
Mm. And do you prefer to create something on your own or do you like to have people around? Or? I Definitely with music, in terms of me making my own stuff, I like doing it on my own because I also struggle to share it with people. Like I still struggle to share it with my partner, like with Mo, a lot of the stuff that I do or a lot of the stuff that I make because I get very nervous about it not being good or feeling too generic. Like this just sounds like, you know, something everybody else can make. Oh. That's like the thing that I have, you know, because I have this idea that I really want to be different because I've always been different. I feel like that's, I have to, And that makes me sound so edgy, like, oh, I'm different. Like, no, that's not what I mean. It's more so that the thing of I want to show people something that they haven't seen before, like bringing, incorporating my culture into it. And I'm scared that a lot of the time what I think sounds good doesn't actually sound good or what I think looks good doesn't actually look good. Um, so for an example, there was a part of my performance class that I had to do last year for my master's was make your own solo piece. So what I did in it, because I have experience in Indonesian shadow puppets. Okay. Um, and I really like the idea of using shadows and stuff, but I also have my projected um, video skills from my undergrad, um, creating projection content for theater. So I put those two together and I did a performance where I created like animations and then and then I, I projected it on the screen and then behind the screen you could see my shadow interacting with the animations I made. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, which at first I thought I was really like scared it was going to be really bad or like no one was going to understand it. But then when people watched it, they're like, oh, that was actually really beautiful. And I was like, oh, okay, so that is mm -hmm. nice. So it's the idea of bringing something new. That's what, yeah. So I like doing it on my own because I feel like no one else can understand it if they try to help me with it. I'm stubborn. Oh, so do you feel like they would could mess it up in a way or make it not yours anymore? Not or? mess it up, but make me doubt myself. Oh, <laughs> ah, okay. Which doesn't help because I always doubt myself. So it's like, I don't need anyone else telling me that it's... Ah, that is interesting. Yeah. I okay. And it's not that... I can take bad criticism. I can. Negative criticism. But... But you know that you're going to almost use it against yourself even more. Exactly. And that is going to create a whole... I, I wouldn't mind bad criticism after I finished something. But when I'm during making something, if I'm working with someone else, uh -huh. that I really can't handle. It's like, I just want to finish it first, then we can talk about that. But if you're... And I find that a lot of people that I've tried to work with have been like that to me oh. at university. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? I like doing things on my own. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could be the same. All right. That's interesting. Um, and when is the creation finished? When do you decide to stop? I'm still figuring that one out myself. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Yeah, I genu I genuinely don't know. It's that thing again of, I don't feel like an artist enough to be able to have a finished piece and be like, here, <laughs> this is my product. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, until I feel like I don't have to work on it again, I think. Or until I feel like I'm happy with 
how something sounds or how something looks. And I'm not second guessing or questioning it. And if I put it away for a bit and then forget about it, mm-hmm. knowing that I can, with that feeling, it's like, okay, I think that's finished now. Okay. Yeah, if I listen to it again in a couple months and be like, that's okay. But that's the thing. I haven't really made anything long or much enough to be able to feel like that yet. So that's why I don't know. Do you work fast? I In bursts. Okay. Like I have some bursts of energy and I'll work on something really like intensely for about two weeks and then I stop. And then I come back to it and do it again <laughs> and then I stop. And is there something you created that you are really proud of? Yeah. Actually, this year, um, my best friend and I, we decided, well, for her master's, she wanted to complete a project like an audio podcast, like a storytelling podcast type thing um, called Audioverse. Um, and we want, uh, basically the idea is storytelling through spatial audio, which is instead of having your usual left and right pan, it would be like in 3D audio. So all the dimensions all around you. So yeah, the idea was to layer soundscape so it could feel like things were on top of you, so things were behind you, all over, so you were fully immersed in a fully immersive audio. Um, and doing that with uh, stories from all over the world. And because she's Indian and I'm Indonesian, there is we, we share a lot of legends and stories in our cultures. So we picked on one that we both know quite well. Um, I also have the main girl from it tattooed on my... Oh, yeah, we need to take a picture of that. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is also a shadow puppet. Um, so what I was saying before about the Indonesian shadow puppets, oh, this yes. is what they sort of look like. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the stuff that I used to do. Um, but yes, this this audio project... She asked me to help her with it and put it together and edit it. So I did that and it's half an hour long. It has seven seven scenes. Um, it takes you through the story of the Ramayana. And I'm really proud of how it was. She voice acted in it and then, yeah, I put it all together. Mm. It was really, really fun. Mm. So that's that's good. That's an example of something actually that I'm proud of that I didn't work on by myself. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because I didn't work on it by myself. Uh-huh. But it's almost again, like it gives you the um, the right to like it because it's not only you. Yeah. I agree with that and also because throughout that we worked on it together quite well, but a lot of it still I put together. She just gave me the bits and then I was the one who created it really and put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, she told me then notes and what to change because it's how she wants it to yeah. sound. But again, the whole way that it was built was how I interpreted it. Um, so I worked alone for a lot of the a lot of that time on it. I was doing it at work at Wilton's um, during my downtime. <laughs> and that I really, really enjoyed doing. Like yeah. I'm very proud of that. Wow. And what type of artwork interests you? Like just in general? Yeah. What are you drawn to? Mm. Music and dance. I think. And is there something that you don't like? 
in those or just in general about art in general can be in those and um because there are so many types of music and and of dance it's yeah i think oh i don't know i feel like i appreciate quite a lot of music all around i listen to everything um like literally if you look at my spotify it's a mix of the most random <laughs> genres of music i can't decide on one um oh that's a hard question i think maybe what i don't like and this is not a reflection of art itself but there's some really sophisticated visual art paintings and stuff like that that i wish i could understand more okay but that's also because i'm not a very visual art kind of person i'm more performative art uh -huh. so that's something that i don't like is the fact that i wish i could delve into that sort of art more i don't really understand a lot of visual art um which i do need to work on considering my partner is literally a visual artist but <laughs> Um, <laughs> they heard this. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> But that's something I wish I could do because I, I feel like, you know, the saying, jack of all trades, master of nothing. No. Yeah. So like, you're good at a lot, like you dabble in everything, but you're not really a master in something. That's how I feel. Uh-huh. And I'm fine with that. And that's how I like, I like doing doing little bits of everything but then if there's something i don't know i just don't like it frustrating it's frustrating yeah. exactly. and that's how i feel with visual art a lot of the time well that's not saying that's not hating on art at all that's just <laughs> god i wish like it's jealous you know it's like oh i wish i could do that and what do you feel is your strength as a human being i want to say helping people um and i think That's what I end up doing a lot of the time when I'm collaborating or making art or anything sort of creative. I'm always helping people. And I think that, again, I'm a technician. That is my job mm. <laughs> to help, you know, the, the performers. Um, and that's why I don't mind being a technician at a place like Wilton's because I feel like I'm helping people and I'm helping sort of, you know, helping people do what they want to do in this space, helping people see uh, what they their visions and stuff like that um that's why i like being in a band because i feel like i'm helping the other people in the band come together or i work a lot i've worked a lot with kids i liked helping kids and teaching them music because i feel like i'm helping them you know grow and helping them like find another coping mechanism and again that thing with like arts and mental health that kind of thing i think yeah that would be my strength or i guess Maybe I'm not good at helping people, but that drive in me to help people, I think, is the is the, the strongest. Yeah, it's very genuine as well. Yeah. That's, and I hate it when I can't help people. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of the time I'm anxious and that's that's the other thing. I'm anxious. And then when I'm anxious, I freeze. And it's like, okay, well, I can't help people if I'm anxious and I'm freeze. Like freezing. <laughs> I'm frozen. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is my, I would say my strongest And what would you like to be better at? I 
feeling like I'm good at what I do. Hmm. I think that would be nice. That'd be very freeing. It would be very freeing because then I wouldn't always have doubts about doing the stuff that I do and then never finishing anything and not ever feeling that, yay, I'm finished <laughs> feeling. Yeah, that's how I feel. Hmm. Is there anything that scares you? Failure. <laughs> <laughs> Failure. I was like, I did quite well in school. So, and a lot of the, th the time, that, the thing that drove me in that was failure. Oh. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I didn't want to feel like a failure to my family. So it's not like you wanted to be good, it's yet you didn't want to fail. Yeah. Oh. And do you have still that now? Yeah, With because I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, well, I did well in school, but I still failed them in that, in that department. Oh, wow. Yeah. And do you have that also at your job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I am not as good as I think I am. Um, that's why I'm really scared. <laughs> I'm anxious. I've got an interview tomorrow for renewing the job. Mm -hmm. I'm very anxious about that. Because I feel like my university, my undergrad university degree, because of the thing I told you earlier, where I wasn't given a lot of opportunities to really grow and learn. I feel like they failed me, but I also failed myself. I feel like I could have pushed. done more and pushed um, and as much as I could. For more. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I was so done with that place. I just wanted to leave and get out, you know. I didn't really care. Um, so I feel like I failed myself there. And so I don't feel like I'm a competent enough technician to actually do the job that I should be doing. And sometimes at work, they'll, I'll make silly, silly little mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but like stupid little mistakes that are so obviously like Yeah. Duh, Shane, that's, that's that's how you do it. That's being a human being. I mean, I know, <laughs> that is being a human being. But it's, again, that thing of feeling like a failure all the time. Wow. And that's why I like to help people, I think. I don't want anyone to feel like they're a failure. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> And what's your strongest desire in life? Hmm strongest desire in life I want to feel content all the time hmm. I want to feel content with like what I'm doing how I'm living what I'm making that kind of thing and not being so anxious about everything all the time <laughs> Not being driven to go to work, not because I actually want to go to work because I need the money to live yeah. or like little things like getting bored really, really easily. Like, oh, I just want to be content. I just need to stop and chill <laughs> really badly. <laughs> and do you still want to be approved and by who? Probably like my family. Uh, which... It's interesting because, again, my family are really proud of me in terms of what I'm doing, in terms of, like, yeah, I'm not doing any much active art and creativity and that sort of stuff now, but the job that I'm doing and still being involved in that. Like, my parents are proud of me of that. But I still 
need to feel approval for everything else that I stand for as a human being. And that can be quite hard a lot of the time. Hmm. Or just, yeah, I need to stop people pleasing, essentially. <laughs> but to let go of that, I feel like I need full approval and then I can be like, okay, if I can get their approval, like nothing else really like matters, if that makes sense. So other people you're kind of fine with if they don't like you or... Yeah, I used to move around a lot as a kid and I figured that in my life I would move around a lot. So if people didn't like me, well, just wait a couple years, I'll be <laughs> I'll out. Be anyway, I'll be gone anyway. <laughs> like I can't, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't really settle in one place for that long. Um, whereas my parents are always going to be there. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, wow. And is there anyone who inspires you? very much two people inspire me very much um my partner and my sister oh uh well both my sisters actually my older and my younger sister um my partner because they're always constantly doing art like they are literally right now in the corner of the room <laughs> <laughs> always just has like ideas constantly doing things like I don't know just a lot they're always full of ideas and always working on something or thinking about working on something um which I wish I was like that or I wish I had the proactivity to just do that more um and then with my sister my older sister she had a really bad relationship with my mom and has basically had to has not wasted her adult years but like her 20s sorry but like had a really tough time in her 20s um but now and she's in her 30s and she's picked herself back up and is now running a very successful business um doing like beauty stuff oh like my mom did so like eyelashes um nails eyebrows facial like bb glow skin type things i don't know i don't know what they're called is that something very present there like makeup oh Yeah, very, very much so in the in the in the culture there. I didn't know that. Um, so very, very proud of her for sort of just being able to just build herself back up like that. Like just hmm. she was very, very like low key about it. Like none of us really knew. She was very, very quiet about it, maybe because she didn't want other people to sort of put pressure or put pressure, get involved and or... stuff like that. And so now she's just doing very well. And it's like, wow, well done. And then my younger sister, because she just takes no shit from people. Oh, we love these and people. And it's like, she's five years younger than me. How is she more bold than me? She <laughs> hasn't lived on earth. It's like, how? Like, And I, I find that very like, oh, yeah, you know, inspiring. Mm. Is not very much not afraid to be herself, mm. which is nice. And is there anyone or a group of people who annoy you that what like you're annoyed by them oh people that annoy me besides myself <laughs> always back to this um <laughs> yeah that's um people that annoy me oh. certain people at work oh <laughs> gossip moment <laughs> but that's a that that's not like 
Maybe not the people, but what people do. Oh. I'm not. I don't get annoyed at people. Actually, I'm. I very much get annoyed at what people do, but I, I've, I'm really bad at holding grudges against people. Okay. Like any of my exes, I'm still like friends with a lot of them. Oh. Because like I, I can't have bad blood with people. That makes me very anxious. Uh huh. So, I get annoyed at what people do. Like yeah. what kind of stuff they would do that you can be annoyed at? Not listening. Oh yeah. That annoys me. Not listening, being rude. Being very, very, very rude. That is one thing I do not like is when people are very rude. And because I deal with a lot of that at work, I deal with a lot of that at home. Just be nice. Be nice. <laughs> If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Just you're wasting everyone's time and energy. And <laughs> like, just don't be rude. Um... Yeah, because I can I can tolerate a lot from people. I can tolerate, you know, weird behaviors or if, you know, but if people are rude, I can't deal with that. People that are rude because of weird biases, like people are racist or people are this or that. Like I, I hate that. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. what annoys me. And if you were an animal, mm. what would you be? Um, well, I get told this a lot, but I'd probably be a bear. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know what kind of bear, though. Uh, sometimes I feel like a panda bear, but sometimes I also feel like a sun bear, which are the bears that are native to where I'm from. Mm. They just look like humans in bear costumes. They're really <laughs> weird. They're really weird. We need to show a picture. Oh, wait, do you have my... Oh. But I think I've seen it. Oh uh, yeah, it's just they I will, just I will really find weird. a way to post it somewhere. Sun bears. <laughs> <laughs> When I promote this episode, this is going to be the picture. It's <laughs> <laughs> a picture of a sun bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love eating salmon like brown bears do. Oh, I love salmon. I love. I love. I love fish. I love just sitting in bodies of water. Love oh, doing. okay. Yeah, I used to swim. Oh. Um, even in cold water? I've never had to swim in cold water. Oh, UK? Well, I'm, I haven't swum in the UK. Oh. Besides, in like a hot tub once. But that doesn't count. I'm not swimming. I'm just sitting there in a hot tub. <laughs> so it's like not even cold. <laughs> I've never been swimming in the UK, but I used to swim competitively growing up. Oh, wow. Okay. You did a lot of competition in very different domains, right? Yeah. If you want to be seen, listen, I can, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want to know that or like. Oh, wow. But yeah, I did a lot of competitions growing up. And what's your favorite color? Green. Oh. Like, like dark forest green, like it reminds me of home. Mm. So I like green. Missing it a bit in London, right? <laughs> London is surprisingly parks. okay, you know, like yeah. it has good parks, but yeah, it's a different kind of green and a different kind of smell. Like I'm, I'm used to more like tropical jungle type yeah. green, not cold <laughs> woodlands, <November>. foresty. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Let's die. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's freezing, man. And what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Can be something very simple. 
How complicated you choose? Well, <laughs> I always overcomplicate things anyway. Now I could. Uh, what makes me happy? Again, helping people, being around the people that I know love me, and I know that I love, and just yeah, being supported by people that I am surround myself with. That makes me happy. Because then I feel like I can be myself. And I don't feel like I have to mask or anything. Do you often feel like you have to mask? And Sometimes. But I'm lucky at Wilton's, I don't really... Everyone sort of know. Like, that's what I mean. I, I That's why I love working at Wilton's. Because it's like... Everyone is not afraid to just be, be who they are. Literally yesterday, me, Maya and Sam were laying down on the box office floor. Like that was a nice moment. Yeah. When I came in, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, we are just, we are unapo people allow each other to be unapologetically themselves. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. Such a relief, right? I, yeah. I, it's so, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can understand as well in previous yeah. like workplaces. There's just certain places that you just cannot be yourself. You have to mask and it can get very, very tiring, very, very isolating and in a place when you're working and spending most of your time there if you're not yourself like it it's it's hard yes. you know it, you don't want to go to work um yeah i don't know i don't know how if that's how you feel at that's really how well. i feel like i feel like i finally could make friends also who yeah even i can show my weird self and i can be really weird and people be weird with you yes and yeah. they're just like yes come on let's do this and, and let's like, just be weird that's so amazing i mean It's kind of going back to also be like a kid, like yeah. when you're like eight Very. and people don't care and it's a playground, so you can just do whatever. But still do the jobs when we need to. Yeah, of course. Of course. course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Direction is listening. We are working very we hard. We are working hard, by the way. <laughs> But everyone's weird. Even people, like, everyone's weird, you know? It's it's so nice. It's such a relief of breath of fresh air because we're a venue that's quite hard to find in London. It's like we are a hidden, yes. hidden little spot for many reasons, not just this hidden, beautiful music hall. We are just... Like there is, if you go on Google reviews or something like that, someone has reviewed Wilson saying odd stuff. Oh yes, I, I've heard about that. And also like I looked, because I, I looked on Google Map and the review is really good. I mean, I think yeah. people like, it's beautiful. It's, it's like beautiful venue. People love building. hanging out there. So yeah, no, that's, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Come. That's an advertising yeah, moment. Of course, come to Wilton's. Maybe I should be paid by Wilton's to do this podcast <laughs> because I'm just interviewing everyone and we promote the place. Well, has everyone else also been promoting it? On well, not as much as here. Well, this is the promo promoting. Yeah, this episode. is the promo, by yeah. the way. Uh -huh. Maybe it's because I actually like I'm a technician, so I like, come see the shows yes. that I, <laughs> I work on. <laughs> well, do you feel like you know yourself very well? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. <laughs> I know myself very well in terms of my emotions and um, in here I do. But outside, sometimes not really. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, is that me? <laughs> Looking in the mirror. Yeah, who is that? Wow. Who are you? Um, especially because I change my look a lot. I've had like five different hairstyles this year. So <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> Trying all the colors. All the, yeah, all the colors. I shave my head, everything, you know. Um, And why, why do you know why you, you're changing that often? Is that... Oh, I get bored very, oh, very easily. Okay. Yeah. It's that thing of if I can't change 
where I'm where I'm where I'm living, what I'm doing, like all that. I need to change something, and I like changing, you know, different parts of my mm. hair. Also, it's weirdly how I keep track of like time. It's like, oh, that happened in this year. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, I had that hair that time. Oh that wow, time. it's weird. That's yeah. so clever, though. I think <laughs> we should all do this, right? Like for example, earlier this year I was blonde, and then I dyed my hair like gray and gray. I was like between February to like April, and then like at the end of like April May, I I dyed it green blue, and then after that in like July August I shaved my head. Like it's 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 just weird. I've just laid out my timeline based on what hair I've had. <laughs> oh wow, keeping track of time. Yeah, have to you have to. <laughs> Times are changing, man. <laughs> and. If you could meet your 15 years old self and say something, oh, would you say to us something and what? Yeah. I'd probably say like, chill, just chill. Like it's gonna be okay, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> That applies to all aspects in life, whether it's a thing of like being in school and school was really stressful when I was 15, because 15 is when I was moving around a lot. So I would have just been like, you know, chill. Everything's like going to be fine because mm. it did end up being fine. Like everything was hard, but pulled through. Um, Still alive. And just be patient. Be patient. Uh-huh. I think for sure. <laughs> Because it's not as like, when you're a kid and you're 15 and you're so close to like being an adult, well, you're not so close, but like you're getting closer to being an adult. You're like, oh, once I'm 18, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And it's like, no, you need to chill. Don't do all of that just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Be smart about it. Live your life, but just chill. <laughs> That's what I would say. And how do you see yourself when you're 55? I hope to have a beard. Oh, I'd love to have a beard, like a, a proper... beard or a stash. Yeah, if I could, yeah, fifty-five. I don't know what I'd be doing, but I'd with be a beard. Some, but with a beard, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's that's it. I'm open to anything that would be happening in my life when I'm fifty-five, as long as I have a beard. <laughs> that. That's a goal. Yeah, that's my goal. Simple. <laughs> I'm a simple guy sometimes. <laughs> And how do how do you learn and grow? By doing. I. Well, you learn and grow by making mistakes and you know learning from them, right? And by doing things. Um, but in terms of like actually like learning things, I'm very much hands on. I need to do it myself to learn. Mm -hmm. um, to understand. And. I don't know. I don't really actively think about growing, but I don't know if anybody actually does actively think, like, oh, I'm growing. I mean, there is a bit of a trend these days of like, you know, these books and self. Oh, self-help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess the way that I can identify that I'm growing is if I think like, what would I have done if I was in this situation a year ago uh -huh. or two years ago? And I do a lot of reflection. So sort of like, what would... 20 year old me do and if it's different to what I would be doing now then I'd be like that's growth or like if certain things happen like if a customer was annoyed at me at work how I would handle it now would be different to how I would handle it a year ago that's growth mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, it's very hard for me to feel like I'm growing unless I look at things retrospectively. But I think that's how everybody yeah. deals with growth anyway. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. But learning, yeah, hands on. Hmm. And do you have any any coming projects for the future? Anything that you want to do? Yeah, I want to um, continue on the path of going into music therapy. So I want to hopefully start getting all the proper qualifications for that and then hopefully be able to practice music therapy at some point. That's what I really want to do. Do you want so to describe it quickly, music therapy? How? Yeah, so music therapy can be... There's lots of different forms, but it's either you play music to help people, patients um, calm down or Ooh. like mood regulations. So there's that side of music therapy. Okay. There's also music therapy in the sense where you can work with people to make your own music mm -hmm. and that in itself as a ther therapeutic sort of... Yeah, I thought it was only this. I didn't know that you could also just play for yeah, the patient. Yeah, you could. Um, and then there's also other forms where you sort of like, you talk about music. Oh. You come together and you talk about music and you oh, talk about sort okay. of how... How do you feel when you're listening to this? Why do you think you feel it? And then sort of, you know, analyzing and going into sort of like therapy, like therapy talk about music. Does that, that make sense? That's incredible because, yeah, now I realize that, yeah, of course you can listen to songs and it's, it, you live a lot, of, you have a lot of emotions and it can like help you sort of be like, oh, that's why I feel that, that ah. kind of thing. Yeah. So again, I want to work on going towards helping people with my craft mm -hmm. in some way yeah you are doing so many things actually. yeah i need a chill <laughs> i need a chill <laughs> yeah 15 year old me 23 year old me still needs to chill <laughs> so don't worry chill out <laughs> um and do you have any recommendation of i don't know a book or a movie or an artist that you discovered recently and that you're like oh my god the world needs to know Oh, people don't really listen to a lot of, or at least the people that I surround myself with don't really listen to a lot of instrumental music. And I think instrumental music, like besides like lo-fi stuff that people listen to when they're like, you know, studying and stuff like that, that's very like common. But I'm talking specifically like quite good instrumental music um sort of more rock or like a, a mesh of different like genres there's a band that i've recently discovered called Pol polyphia mm -hmm. um and they have really awesome instrumental music i think um the guitarists they work together and they just ha they use a lot of genres they blend and mesh together and i just it's very pleasing to the ears i think wow. and it can incite a lot of emotions and feelings that you don't sort of realize. Mm. And I think because I struggle a lot with lyric writing, I try to then see if I can incite emotions through the music itself. Okay. Because I'm not really good at writing lyrics. <laughs> I'm good at, I can write poems and I can write music, but I can't put them together. I'm, I don't know why. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's very, because I feel like every time I write lyrics, I'm like, oh, that's cringe. <laughs> you oh. know, I... I I don't know. I'm, I need to get over that. Um, so I try to... I, a lot of the music I make is very instrumental based. So 
I've been listening to a lot more instrumental music because it's sort of like, again, that therapy thing of if you put in headphones and listen to an instrumental track, fully concentrate on it. And then it goes through a lot of different like changes in, in terms of like the music itself. By the end of it, you'll feel something, yes. whatever that feeling is. But you'll also, I feel like you'll feel a bit different than how you felt before. Before. Because it kind of, there's a movement that's happening. Exactly, that sort of movement. Yeah. Which I feel like... I feel like uh, dancers listen to a lot of instrumental music. Is that? I think so. Yes, I think it's because also there's a bit less information than when with the lyrics, and yeah. so you can kind of let go a bit more and just really explore. Yes, I do really like actually instrumental music. Yeah. Um, I think it gives a bit more space. Yeah, maybe. for sure. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to direct people who are listening to, I don't know, your Instagram or like what? Um, do I, have a, I don't know if you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <Ha>. <laughs> I have one from when I was 13, but we're not gonna, we're oh. not gonna. No? No, not oh. that one. <laughs> if you find it, sure. good for you. But <laughs> just know that I was going by a different name and I looked a little bit different. So you might not recognize that it's me or you might. So, so they I'm will never gonna, find it. So they'll never find it. So that's fine. <laughs> have fun finding that. But um, you can follow my in, my main Instagram and my um. My, so I have an Instagram account where I put like singing videos, but again, I haven't put anything on there in like three years. Yes, you need to put more. I do need to put more. Need I will to listen more. I will. I will to upload more. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thank um, you. So that one is Shane Nanigans. So Shane with double A Nanigans. I will put it also yeah. in the notes. And then the other one is Shane Stewie, which is just my main. Because a lot of the time, I sometimes, when I'm bored every now and then, I will put a video like of me singing up but on my main Instagram and not on the other one. I don't know why. I just don't really use the other one that much. So I need to start using it more mm-hmm. for sure. But that one I wanted to put more of like just general stuff that I do. So like shows I work on at Wilton's or like just any sort of random projects. That oh, I do nice. So it's more like when a... I get the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Putting stuff together. Yeah, exactly. Also. Like a portfolio almost. Oh, well. Well, thank you so much. No worries. I'm so sorry if oh. I ramble, like kept rambling on about random stuff. You don't. <laughs> okay. Are you that sure? That was great. Yeah, that okay, was perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. No problem. It was so lovely to talk to you. (laughs) 